Hello and welcome to the Forward Firefighter Podcast. Here you can listen in on discussions with volunteer firefighters in Wisconsin and across the nation. Hear their stories, learn about the communities they serve, and what it takes to be a volunteer firefighter. Hello and welcome to episode number seven of the Forward Firefighter Podcast. In this episode, I will talk with some of the newest members that have joined the Columbus, Wisconsin Volunteer Fire Department. When new members join the fire department, they are required to serve a year as a probationary firefighter. During that probationary period, new members are required to take a 60 plus entry level firefighter course. They are then encouraged to take the Firefighter 1 state certification course soon after. Our department assigns officers as mentors to new members. As one of the mentors, I found this to be a very rewarding experience. Not only does it provide the opportunity to get to know the new members on a personal level, but I found that it also made me a better firefighter along the way by reinforcing skills that are important but not often used. Recruitment and retention is a major issue in the volunteer fire service. Fire departments across the nation are finding it hard to find volunteers. Due to full-time job and family commitments, it can be difficult to find time to volunteer. Columbus is not exempt to this issue. I have seen numerous retirements over the past two years. However, we are very lucky. Within the past year, seven new members joined our department. The age of this new group ranges from the early 20s to the mid 40s. Six of them have now completed their entry level firefighting course. On Wednesday, May 31st, I sat down with six of the new members. Probationary firefighters Cody Casey, Zach Osgood, Skylar Peterson, John Snedeker, and Brady and Brent Weiland. We talk about their experiences to date and provide more information for anyone thinking about joining the Volunteer Fire Service. Let me know how you like this episode, or let me know of any future show ideas that you may have. You can do this through the contact form of my website, theforwardfirefighter.com. This is Dan from the Forward Firefighter Podcast. I got a good one for you today. Around here, sitting with me at this table at the Columbus Fire Station, are six people that have joined recently joined the Columbus Fire Department. And I want to hear from them today. I want you to hear from them today. Their stories about uh, how things are going so far, when they started, why they started, and how it's going for them. So, uh, welcome everybody. Thanks for coming and being a part of this podcast. And thanks for willing to share your stories. Uh, let's start by going around the table here. And, and first off, uh, John, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Uh, my name's John Snedeker. Um, I've been living in Columbus for only about three years. Uh, I'm in my mid-30s. Uh, I work as a civil servant full-time uh, for the state of Wisconsin, and I'm a Navy vet. Nice. Uh, I'm Skyler. I'm 22. I've been in Columbus my whole life. Um, I've lived in Sun Prairie for six months. Uh, I don't really have a full-time occupation. I, I used to be a carpenter, but I've been switching between jobs. So um, I joined last October, and yeah. Nice. Thanks for coming. Thank you. My name is Brett Wyland, uh, 26. Uh, born and raised right here in Columbus, just outside of town on a dairy farm. 
working currently working on buying into that farm, um, transitioning from my parents to myself and my brother Brady. Uh, just got married a year and a half ago. My name is Zach. I'm 21. I currently work for FedEx. Born and raised here in Columbus. Yeah. My name is Brady Wyland. Um, I'm here with my brother Brett as well, who is sitting next to me. I am also a native here of Columbus, born and raised, and uh, also a dairy farmer. And I'm 30 years old. Yeah, my name is Cody Casey. I'm 26 years old, and if you believe it, I was born and raised in Columbus, lived here my entire life. I work full-time at the Walmart Distribution Center in Beaver Dam, and yeah, that's about it. Now, Cody, you're the newest one that's that's joined since yeah. this whole group. And when was it that you joined? It was the end of February. End of February, okay. So the the next entry-level course you have to wait for, so you have to show yeah. a lot of patience right now, right? You have to wait till the fall, right? Yeah, it's killing me, <laughs> waiting that long. Just missed the cutoff for classes. Right. So all of you um, have finished your entry-level course, and uh, uh, tell, us, tell me a little bit about that experience, uh, what you thought of entry-level course, the things you learned, any takeaways that you had from that. John, what did, what did you think? Um, I really, really enjoyed the course. We had some great instructors out of the MATC uh, in Madison. Um, our instructor was very knowledgeable about fire science and been on, the, been on departments in chief department for a while so he was able to share a lot of experience with us I was uh, I, I would did some firefighting when I was in the Navy so I kind of forgot like just how physical it can be to mm -hmm. go through these stuff and when we were did our first like search and rescue class that was uh, that was that was fun to get put on all the gear and start crawling around in the dark and <laughs> bumping into things and and trying to trying to navigate basically with your eyes closed, it was really interesting. Mm -hmm. So how many how many years did you serve in the Navy? I did six and a half years in the Navy. Six and a half years. Yeah. What, and what were some of your specialties there? Um, I did so we every everybody in the Navy is trained as a firefighter initially, specifically for shipboard firefighting. Uh, my actual specialty was shipboard weapon systems, radars, advanced electronics, things like that. Um, I also acted as a safety uh, safety petty officer the damage control, maintaining all the fire fire equipment in our division spaces, and I was also shipboard security forces. Wow. A lot so, of hats. So do you find a lot of similarities between fire service and military experience? It's very similar. Kind of, uh, I would say, kind of scratched that same itch, itch. Like, when I got out of the Navy, I didn't realize how much I was going to miss, like, camaraderie, team, like, being part of a team, getting to know people, seeing kind of, you know, when you're in a ship, you wake up, you see the same people all day, every day. And it's kind of like being in the fire service. You come you come here, you see, this, you see the same people in the station, you work together, you train together, you've got a common mission, and you start to develop friendships and bonds, and I, I really appreciate that. It's one thing that, one of the reasons I joined the fire service in the first place. That's awesome. I'm glad you did, as well as everybody else at the table. So, Skylar, what did you think entry level? Um, I I thought it was fun, especially just starting into the fire service, uh, starting basic. You know, again, we did have a very knowledgeable knowledgeable uh, instructor, especially with hazmat and all the chemicals. Um, he made the class fun, joking around. I love you know seeing all these other people from different departments learning as well just starting off like us it was a great group of people and 
it, it was just the teacher instructor that made it fun and made, makes me want to keep going on and so they're a big part of my ambition. So there's five of you there from Columbus. Six. What were some of the other departments that were represented? Uh, Poinette had... Uh, or six, Poinette, I'm sorry, six from Columbus. Yeah, Poinette, Decora had a good, a big group of guys. Um, I don't remember exactly where the rest of them were from. They had... DeForest had a couple. DeForest, Maple Bluff. Randolph. Arlington. Right. Someone say Rio, right? Yeah, Rio. So there's just a lot of variety. Cool. Briggsville. That's good. And then those are all departments that we do mutual aid agreements with, too. So yeah. It's good to so it's, you know, just getting to know their newest guys. So when, you know, down the road we help them, we already know them. Just got to learn a couple more people. Brett, what's one of the takeaways you've got from Intrigue? Yeah, I'm going to kind of mimic the same thing these guys said. Um, instructor was great. Um, fairly laid back, so it's not like you know you don't got to go home and do homework every single night. There are some things you got to do online, some courses to take, but nothing that was overwhelming, I would say, or nothing to be worried about if you're getting it, getting into it or thinking about it. Um, and yeah, you learn a lot, and not just things that you'd utilize on the fire department alone, but things that you can use in your everyday life. That is just good knowledge to know all the way around. And like these guys said too, the camaraderie, learning, learning people from different towns and the networking was a lot of fun and you guys you know being able to go as a group you know you guys build a good bond I can, I can tell that you did but um, tell me about that a little bit like the driving to and from and you know there's gotta be some a lot of joking around in the vehicle on the way and back oh, Jesus music <laughs> oh 102.5 that was a big big thing especially on those Sundays going out and wasn't able to go to church. Oh, some of so those we, trainings were on Sundays. Yep, so we uh, turned on 102.5 and had a little church in the truck. Church in the vehicle on the way to entry level. It was, it was fun. So Brady, what was one of the takeaways you had from class? Yeah, I guess uh, the big takeaway, like these guys said, would be uh, the camaraderie um, and just the trust that we've got to earn for each other and the trust we got to understand with this group because a lot of it a lot of it was hands-on it wasn't uh, a lot of a lot of book work there was definitely some lectures definitely some studying that had to go in but a lot of hands-on stuff so just working together uh, with the guys here with me I mean just just learning learning that we all got each other's backs and and trying you know understanding how each other operate under a stressful situation it's so um, important yeah and we, we had a good like these guys said we had a great instructor uh you know he's got a lot of real world ex- real real world experience in the f- firefighting so yeah no great experience and uh look forward to firefighter one that's good what do you think um i'm gonna be saying a lot of the same stuff as these guys you know our instructor was amazing brings in a lot of real world knowledge on you know as it's been harped on the fire science side of the job and you know as well the camaraderie not just with these guys but with everybody from all the other departments and you know you weren't always matched up with your fellow Columbus people in group work so you had to adapt and kind of work with people that you weren't necessarily comfortable working with on an everyday basis but 
at the same time, you know, we've been quite busy with fires the last few weeks, and we've been working with people that we do not necessarily work with on an everyday basis at those. So just the value of being able to learn how to work with other people outside of your fire um, department was amazing. Cool. Well, I'm glad you guys had a good experience with entry level and you've all passed it and you do more things on the fire ground for us now. It's, it's awesome. I'll tell you what, you know, last year at this time before you guys all started, uh, during the daytime, uh, we would come to calls and, and I would show up and it would be, you know, do we have enough to get a truck out the door? Might have to wait a little bit to, you know, get enough people to fill a truck. And now when I come up, there's a group of you standing there. <laughs> and then you're supposed to be, because we ask you to stand before you go, go in a truck, you know, have an officer say get in. Uh, but it's awesome to see you guys there because I know that there's help here right away. And we didn't have that a, a year ago. So you guys are filling a void in a very positive way. It's making an impact already. Cody, what made you decide to join the fire department? Well, I grew up in a family, a military family. My dad was in the Navy and his dad was in the Air Force. And growing up, it's like I have these inspirations of things I'd like to do. Like, oh, maybe I'll join the military or maybe I'll do this or that. And it didn't quite work out the way I wanted it to growing up. So I think right around when I was graduating high school, I wanted to be a police officer, believe it or not. And that never ended up amounting to anything. So I spent the next eight years after high school doing absolutely nothing with my life and stuck in a very not great job stuff like that and I made the switch when I started working at the Walmart distribution center I was like you know what I'm gonna see if I can do something for my community mm -hmm. see if I can do these things that I never thought I would ever ever be able to do because I was being lazy and I wanted to do anything and now I'm switching it around it's like oh join the fire department why not? That sounds like a great time. A great idea. Something I've always wanted to do along with everything else. It's like, went and got down an app. I think I printed out an application from the city. It's like, it took me a couple days to fill it out because I was like, do I really want to do this? Do I not? It's like, oh, whatever, I'm doing it. Filled it out one day and went down to City Hall, turned it in, or I think I brought it to the station, can't remember. And from there, that's. How it all got started. Awesome. Skyler, what made you decide to fill out a application so, for the fire department? Jared actually asked me if I wanted to join three years ago, and I wasn't able to because I was a carpenter and, you know, I was always gone in Madison and all that, and I didn't think I had the time. Well, my mom had some bartenders quit, so I came to help her out, and I was like, okay. I have a lot more free time now and I want to help my community that I've lived in my whole life. You know, I saw that sign saying, you know, join the fire department and I was like, you know what, I'm going to talk to Jared and I'm going to get on the department because if they need the help, I'm ready to help no matter what it takes. So. Cool. Brady, 
What, what made you decide to join? Well, Dan, actually, you were a big driving <laughs> force of that. <clears throat> um, you and I obviously have known each other through church for forever, and I've talked uh, with you on and off about it. And one Sunday, I asked after church how things were at the fire department, and you had said that uh, you guys were pretty short-handed and always looking for more help, and asked if I'd be interested in a tour. And I mentioned it to Brett, and Brett said, hey, I'd go check it out, you know, I've thought about it. And well, we went and came and you showed us, uh, gave us a tour of the department and never looked back. That's awesome, <laughs> I'm glad you joined. And I did leave out one major piece of information that <laughs> I forgot to tell you. So Brady had a big beard, Brett had a big beard. And, uh, yeah, we're not, we're not allowed as bourbon to have beards. Huge. You can have the, the handle mustache, right? But uh, not a beard. And it's actually it's actually state law, I believe. So, it is. So, yeah. yeah, it's actually state law. So sorry I didn't uh, like about that right away. But. <laughs> That's all right. There's more important things than It's a good sacrifice. <laughs> Yeah, the word got back to me. Dan didn't tell me about the beard. <laughs> <laughs> so, Osgood, tell, tell us your story about joining the park. Um, so, my dad is a veteran of the fire service. He was up in Sauk for quite a few years before he was on Columbus for a while. So, growing up, you know, some of my earliest memories are crawling around the house in those plastic fire helmets that you'd get from school and my dad would be wearing his old one and you know we'd be crawling around the house playing firefighter and basically from a young age I just knew that this was something that I wanted to do got taken off the path a couple times but you know got back together and applied for the department and I believe it was the end of November and got on January 5th and haven't looked back since so awesome. and you guys did join at a really good time so you don't have to wait too long for an entry level class no we we had uh we had the Christmas party and then that next Wednesday we had a uh, class for the first night right so Fred anything in addition to what made you join uh, not really much to add um, for me it was you know Brady said Dan, yourself, you came um, and encouraged Brady. Brady kind of passed it on down the line to myself. Something I had always kind of considered, but figured I never had enough time to do it and didn't know how it would fit into my life and my schedule. Um, so, but I don't know, figured what's, you know, why not to go at least see what it's about, see, you know, ask my questions I was concerned about. And so we did, we came in, we talked with Chief, we talked with Assistant Chief, we talked with Dan and decided decided we thought it would be a good fit so yeah for us it was kind of you know live live on the farm right outside of town and you know can't make every call by any means but i, I try to make the ones i can make you know once in a while you get a little bit of a more flexible day on the farm so want to want to be able to help the community um and we figured this was a pretty good way to do that that's awesome I suppose uh, when you're working on the farm, sometimes it's hard to, depending on where you're at, to be able to get access and get on the road to the station when a call does come in. Yeah, sometimes, yeah, sometimes you get pretty dirty. Sometimes you're in the middle of something that, yeah, it's it's not reasonable to make it to the station in time. So um, we always at least check, make sure, you know, 
see who's going. If, if they're really struggling, we'll try our very best to get to the station to go out on the calls. But if we see there's quite a few people going, then we realize we can. That's kind of the nice thing, too. You kind of see who's who's responding to calls and who's yeah, not. Yeah, on the phone, you guys use that. Yeah. Yep. Nice. One thing I was told when I started working for Brady and Brett is I have to get the tractor back to the farm before I can go on the call. <laughs> Not fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> also, go about 24 for ours. I got mine up to 26. Yeah, if you're going downhill, I suppose you got a little quicker. <laughs> John, did you have anything additional? Oh, yeah. I mean, I like I said, I'm, I'm a transplant. I moved uh, moved to Wisconsin about nine years ago. Um, lived in DeForest for a while. I moved out, bought a house out here in Columbus uh, in the middle of COVID. So. I'd go to work, I wouldn't see anybody. I was like the only person who actually had to be there because for the n- nature of my work. So I wouldn't see anybody and I get home and I come home and wouldn't see anybody and then uh, felt pretty isolated. And uh, when I was a kid, I, the first job I can remember ever wanting to do was a fire, be a firefighter. And then I switched over to be in the military and then um, my uh, sister and brother-in-law, they both work down, uh, they direct an ambulance service in a small town in Kentucky. And they kind of uh, encouraged me. I, I talked to them about it and they really encouraged me if I, if I thought it was a good idea to go ahead and explore it. And I drove by and I saw the sign out in front of the fire department and I knew one of the guys I worked with was also on the department so I talked to him about it. He really encouraged me to join and I haven't I haven't regretted it one day one day since, so. Awesome. So. You told us why it was important for you to join the department, uh, a little bit of information about how the entry-level class went. But before and after that class and during, up to this point, you guys have been responding to calls. And I'm just kind of curious, and you can volunteer whoever wants to share information here, but you know, what, what's your experience so far? Like, What are some takeaways you've learned based on some of the calls we've been on, some of the things that you've experienced? And is there anything that, you know, wow, I didn't expect this. this this was something that um, I didn't know. One thing I learned is I've, I've been on the longest in this group and it's more car accidents and you know you're not doing as much firefighting but you're, you're still there and you're it's the safety of the highway is a big deal and I mean, I, I always re- I always thought on the highway people would slow down. <laughs> no, I was wrong. They do not slow down. Like sometimes the semis, they're pretty good with it, and then they slow down the rest of the traffic. But if there was no semis, the cars just, I feel like they sped up. Yeah, a lot of times, uh, unfortunately, sometimes our cones just mean switch lanes, don't slow down. Yeah, and the amount of people that go on their phones while driving past the scene is... I I was surprised. So I like to sit there and get the panoramic video of everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. Just why important? Why it's so important that we train on you know doing proper safety setup, making sure those scenes are safe, and why we block and park our vehicles the way we do those types of things. Remember the first call I went on uh, for an accident at 151. It was snowing a lot that day, and. Uh, I remember looking over at one point, I think I was in the back of the truck with Skylar, and I think, Zach, I think you were there. Um, I remember looking over to the right, and you know, we're running down the, the highway, sirens, lights, the whole, the whole business, and there's a semi 
like halfway on the shoulder, passing us on the right. It, just, it blew my mind. It was like, so if there's one thing, you know, please respect the firefighters and the, and the first responders on the highway. They, uh, they, got fam they got families to go back home too, so please take a little bit of caution out there when you're working around an accident, when you're driving around an accident scene. Not even the highway. Dan, Dan had a semi that was racing him on um, 60 when we were going oh, out to that, yeah, to, that, to, that to that lightning yeah, that strike in the middle of a hailstorm. <laughs> and we were literally drag racing down the... Oh, it was... Well, we were going to a... You were probably going to a call. Semi, probably not. No, the, sem, the semi saw us coming up and did not move. Yeah, he did not pull over at all. We passed him, but... Wow. It's uh, always going to have to have your head on a swivel, right? Making sure that you're paying attention to what's going on and looking out for your, your fellow firefighter, too. Yeah. So you guys have seen car accidents. You've been on, we had a, a barn fire this week. Or no, I'm sorry, last week, Tuesday, we had a barn fire. Yeah. So you guys played a role in that, right? Tell, tell me a little bit about that and what you guys did. Well, I was, uh, I had a role. I was keeping track of all the water we were dumping from all the tenders and everything. Which was super helpful. I, I got there, I rode in a tender there, got out, helped set up the pools we have, and they're like, all right, you can stay here and help. I was like, what am I gonna do? I can't do much. And then our deputy, our deputy. Yep, deputy. Yeah, deputy chief was like, grab the clipboard and start writing down numbers. But I did that the whole time. I'm looking at the trucks, how many gallons are on board, this and that, where they're from, writing it all down. It was crazy. The organized chaos. Yes. It was wild. It was very, like, first couple minutes of a scene are true chaos yeah and then as that scene evolves there's like a system of order that develops along with it but those first couple minutes are really chaos yeah it's it's very interesting to watch it evolve throughout the whole call and everything mm -hmm. Zach were you on the hose line um I did I managed the uh inch and three quarter trash line from the front of 92 um when we first got there in 91. Um, but when we had gotten there, Skyler and um, a couple other firefighters were already on a two and a half. Um, so we, we started uh, putting water down, putting the wet stuff on the hot stuff, and um, Skyler jumped over and we had uh, two um, two-man attack teams going on at that, and then um, from there, I think we really just watched out for hot spots and rotated in and out on working shifts after going to rehab for the first time. So you did a good, what I thought and what I saw from where I was, I, I ended up doing uh, tender runs. And uh, but what I could tell is that you did a good punch on the fire and you could see, you know, the homes that were next to it, they were getting hot from the radiant heat and the siding was starting to melt. Mm -hmm. I saw some smoke coming out of uh, one of the shingles in one area. And uh, getting that punch on there really took away that radiant heat. And, you know, who knows how much longer until those homes would have been up on fire. Yeah. When we got there, it was it was an adrenaline rush. It was the best feeling. I, you know, first, like, fully engulfed fire 
when you, you know you're rushing to get the hose out you're making sure it's all flaked out ready to go and then you get up there and you're spraying and then you you know you kind of look around and you see that there was like a little shed right next to it and just the t um the roof was like melting and you know so we kind of sprayed it a little bit to cool it off and then we made sure to like attack that side of the barn and then just making sure we knock all the fire down as much as we can as fast as we can defensive strategy right yep and it was fully involved um by the time we got there and I'll, I'll never forget pulling out of my driveway my house and just uh, yep. and yeah. down the road and then just looking up and seeing a little black smoke going whoa yeah <laughs> that's that's what we thought when we were about to go to subway <laughs> leaving the station and then we were like well shut the truck off go back inside tell the chief like, like there's a big black cloud of smoke over there I think we should go check that out and then we got the page like 10 seconds later so yeah. you get to see some actual fire um you got to you know car accidents brett you helped me out uh, right not long after you started where we had that car accident versus semi yep. the car poked a hole in the fuel tank yep and we had fuel spraying out and you know we had to de-energize the semi and i'm thinking where's the battery on these things and Brett knew right away where to go, but that uh, was awesome having you there to help out. Yeah, it was my very first call. I ended up being with you, and uh, yeah, it went well. Nobody was injured or anything, so that was good. And more um, just tried to contain the diesel fuel leaking all over and tried to keep everything cleaned up and wait for the tow trucks and um, keep traffic where where it should be. So, God, that was fun. Went, went to a house house fire also. Um, that one was, wasn't anything real bad, so, but yeah, I've been on some, haven't been on as many calls as a lot of these guys, but uh, yeah, I've been been on a couple, so. What are some ways you think you've maybe grown personally since joining the department? I'd say working with, you know, teams and all that, my teamwork went up and everything, so I, and then also with patience, you know, having the patience, making sure you do everything the safe way. Like I would always be eager to just jump into something. Now it's more like, okay, think, is this safe? Will I get hurt? I think I've grown that way a little more. Okay guys, so we know that uh, finding volunteers is hard in all different types of volunteer organizations. And that goes for the fire service as well and volunteer firefighting. In Wisconsin, Wisconsin's a big deal to try to find volunteer firefighters. We're considered volunteer, yes, we're paid on call, um, but we've got uh, we've got roster spots that are open. So, it, do you know anyone that's interested in joining? Uh, if you do, uh, or you have the ability to talk to someone who's interested in joining, or um, to tell them about the fire service if they talk to you about it, you know, what are some things that you would say that that you've learned and um, any encouragement that you would tell them to say, hey, you know, this is a great thing to do and why, this is why. And also just information like, hey, if you do join this, this is great, but be aware of X, Y, Z. So, John, why don't you start? Yeah, sure. Um, if you're, I would recommend people, you know, if you're thinking about the fire service, def definitely re uh, go to your local station, try to find, uh, meet up with some firefighters, ask some questions. Like you said, like I think it's been said before, you know, this isn't for everybody. So if you're thinking about it, uh, go ahead and drop an application. Um, if you have some, some thoughts, reservations, you can talk to the chief about that or talk to, the, uh, talk to people on, this, on, the, uh, on the department. And 
I don't know, I've just really enjoyed getting uh, getting kind of plugged in my community, feeling like I know people, you know, who live around me more, and I think it's an excellent excellent way to serve your community. So if you're, uh, especially if uh, I would ask, especially for veterans, if you uh, if you kind of miss that lifestyle, you miss that camaraderie and that sometimes that that feeling of uh, adrenaline or danger, um, definitely think about think about signing up. It's a good way to kind of like I said, scratch that itch again. Very good. Scott, what do you think? Um, I would say definitely go for it if you are willing to work and have someone's back and knowing someone will have your back. Like, the trust you build with everyone, it's unreal. And, you know, you get this amazing feeling that, you know, that you're helping people and, you know, people rely on you and, like, there's... There's risk, but there's greater reward, as I would feel. And, you know, I'm just, I love what I do. And I feel like if you joined up, you would love what you do. And it's the adrenaline rush. It's it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, but it's not just for adrenaline junkies either. I mean, it, no, it really is a good way to serve. Especially for your community. That you care for so very good Brett what do you think yeah so I I would kind of reiterate a lot of what these guys were saying so um, if you have any questions or considering it whatsoever absolutely go down go down and meet with you know guys on the department or your fire chief or anyone you know and have a real open and honest conversation about what it is and um, ask those questions see what you know see what it would entail um, uh, it may not be the best time in your life right of that situation but you know keep it on the back burner maybe in a couple years that's something that would fit better for you um, great experience for me definitely pushes my comfort zones and my levels um, and like you said before, Dan, it's not just adrenaline junkies. It's, you know, there's a lot of different positions you can get into on the fire department. If you want to just drive the truck or if you want to, I don't know, it's not, not you don't necessarily have to go running into every fire if you don't want to. There's different roles you can play, so. You know, I just got to say probably a lot of the same stuff of, you know, if you are interested we're never going to turn you away and tell you you know to leave the firehouse it's always open for anybody to come into and we're always willing to talk about what's going on um you know get in touch with the chief or anybody that you know in the community that's uh higher up on there um you know i've known jared for a long long time and used to talk about it with him all the time so, but, you know, there are, with the reward, as Skylar had said, you know, there are also some things that come along with the job that, you know, aren't going to typically be seen by the general public every day. One of the big things that I've loved is the fact that I've gained a second family that, um, you know, if I go through anything, call or non-call related, you know, I'm going to be able to come back here and come to you guys and um, talk about whatever's bothering me and, um, you know, know that I'm not going to face it alone. Um, so it's a very tight-knit brotherhood, sisterhood, you know, 
Um, so I would I would always suggest it. It's, to me, it's the best job in the world. So what so what I would say is, if you're if you're thinking about it, if you have that desire to serve to help your community and your concern is you're too busy or you don't have enough time, that was my concern. Just go check it out. You know, can you rearrange priorities? Can you know, can you make time for to dedicate one night a week or something to training? And obviously, you know, I can't make every call, but when when we're when I'm needed, I do my best to make it and uh, it's just a a great group of guys and gals, um, the new friendships that I've made and like Zach said just a family environment just I guess that for me was really unexpected I guess I didn't maybe think about that part of it but it's just been a a great a great group to get to know and to work with yeah no I definitely have to agree with everything everybody said but on top of that it's you can't just join to join you gotta join to learn because you can't think you know everything and you gotta sit down, you gotta go through the trucks, you gotta read the books, you gotta do everything you can so you can be at your best all the time. And that seems to be hard for some people sometimes. It's like you gotta really get in there and do it because you can never know everything. There's always more to learn and there's always new things coming out all the time. So just gotta buckle down and learn. That's a big part of it. It is, it is a time commitment, but there's also a lot of reward as well. So, the brotherhood, being able to help, and brotherhood and sisterhood, I should say, uh, being able to help each other, uh, those members of the community out in their, their worst, what may be the worst day of their life, right? We're there to help them and show compassion. And uh, there's also opportunities where we get to play with toys and big trucks. <laughs> <laughs> and fly things, right? Fly the Love that thing. <laughs> all right. All right, well, hey, that, that's pretty much um, all the questions I have from you guys today. But I wanted to, to just say, hey, thank you. Thank you for joining the Volunteer Fire Service. Thank you for joining the Columbus Fire Department. Thank you for your commitment that you've already given and the time you've put into this. You guys have grown a ton just in the time that you've been here already. And you're making a positive impact, not just in our community, but on this department as well. So thank you. Yeah, thank you also, Dan. Thank you, Dan. <laughs>